0: Log Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Friday, April the 21st. And welcome to our commentary. Just a quick uh, heads up, just some information about uh, upcoming shows we have an interview, a video with our friend Leslie Eastman, who's a contributor to Legal Insurrection. And we have a video that we recorded with her on Wednesday. It's available in our of, uh, of, uh, of shows. So you may want to check that out. It was really interesting to hear Leslie's uh, perspective on COVID and what is going on with that. And then on Sunday night, we are going to be having our review with our friend George Rodriguez from South Texas. We will be looking at the situation on the border, some of the things uh, happening in Texas. Uh, There's even a rumor going around South Texas that Roland Gutierrez, who is a state senator, a Democrat state senator from South Texas, I think his territory includes, or his district, includes uh, Uvalde, Texas. Uh, I believe there's pretty good chance that he's going to be uh, Ted Cruz opponent or Senator Ted Cruz opponent in 2024. I'm assuming that uh, Ted Cruz is going to be running. So uh, that looks to be the the matchup for, for 2024. I don't know much about State Senator Gutierrez, and that's why I am uh, looking forward to the interview with George so he can kind of bring me up to speed on his legislative history. He's not that well known, that much I can tell you. He's not that well known. And he represents a part of the country that is fairly Democrat, very rural, and very conservative. So we will see what, uh, what George has to say about uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Gutierrez, to be Senator Cruz's opponent, as I say, in 2024. Well, let's talk a little bit. I just wanted to bring you, uh, remind you that I have a post over at the American Thinker Friday morning About Title 42, as you know, Title 42 will expire on the 11th of May. And the name of my post is uh, the clock is ticking on the border because it is, in fact, clicking on the border, ticking on the border. You're already seeing some encounters between some some people who've been rushing in to the border. Uh, The situation for many of these migrants on the Mexican side of the border is frankly quite hard. Uh, Many of them did not know that they were going to be staying in in Mexico for that length of time. Um, How well treated are they? You've heard all kinds of stories about abuse and all of that. But the bottom line, it cannot be pleasant for these people to be waiting all that time for their opportunity to get into the United States. How is our Border Patrol going to handle all of this? I don't know. I don't know i mean they're already pretty overwhelmed they're already pretty overwhelmed so this is a a situation that the biden administration doesn't seem to be ready for Uh, i mean they just seem completely disconnected from reality when it comes to the situation on the border so we'll see we'll see how it goes speaking of the border uh, we're going to try to invite uh, our friend uh, alan wall Uh, we had him on a video a few months ago, and we've been doing many podcasts with him for several years. uh, Alan writes a great deal about Mexico, and his latest post about uh, Chihuahua, Mexico, this is the state just south of El Paso where Ciudad Juarez is, his uh, post uh, is absolutely incredible about the violence that has erupted uh, in Chihuahua, that big state of Chihuahua, the violence that has stayed between rival cartels. Basically, they're fighting over territory to the United States. That's what they're fighting for. So this cartel is fighting this cartel to see who gets uh, the best territory. They're, that's what they're fighting for. They're fighting for territory. The problem is a lot of innocent people get caught up in these things because they, you know, they, they could – you know, if this group runs into this group and has happened a couple of years ago where one group ran into another group in a casino – uh, in Monterey, Mexico, and you ended up with a bunch of people dead, a bunch of innocent people who just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's what's happening in Chihuahua, where a lot of innocent people just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time because of these cartel, these cartel wars. And again, all of this is happening because they know uh, they can get into, uh, they can bring all those drugs into the United States. Now, the other thing that Alan talks about is, the other businesses that the cartels are allegedly doing they're also doing a lot of human smuggling, and that has become also very profitable for them so you know you have this terrible situation and, and apparently the Biden administration well they seem to be living in another planet because they don't see what's happening right there and uh, all the problems that we have on the border they just don't they just don't seem to see it I, I don't know how how else to uh, to to you, So we're going to be talking to Alan probably in the next couple of weeks uh, as we line him up for a video and to talk about this terrible situation or this cartel war that has broken out in Chihuahua. And again, they're fighting over territory to the United States. That's what they're fighting. And unfortunately, a lot of innocent people, a lot of innocent people get caught up in this. Today, this afternoon, uh, I guess kept in place this abortion pill, I'm not real familiar with uh, all the mechanics of this pill. All I know is that, of course, many women take it. Uh, It's kind of, uh, I guess, an easy way to have an abortion or to eliminate a pregnancy. The Supreme Court basically said that the pill can stay uh, can, you know, can still go on selling or on sale or whatever. But this is going back to the court. So this is not the final say that the Supreme Court is going to have. There's going to be later in the year there's going to be another case uh, regarding this because there's a lot of open questions. And one of the things, if you remember the judge in Texas who started all of this, one of the things that he said was that when this particular bill uh, pill was approved uh, through the FDA or whatever, that a lot of you know unusual things happened and there were a lot of administrative things that were not done properly. And that, of course... Uh, you know, make me that it, it, you know, it can be overturned or, or reversed. So we have not heard the last of, of this abortion pill. That's what I'm trying to say. We have simply not heard the last of this abortion pill. And, uh, you know, we'll probably be hearing something about it over the next 12 months because there will be more cases uh, uh, on this. One of the things that I believe you could see happen is that a lot of states may say, wait a minute, we don't want that coming into our state." And they may actually go to the Supreme Court and saying, you know, you're in charge of interstate commerce, but we don't want that pill in our state. I can see Texas doing that, for example, and saying that that pill cannot be sold uh, in Texas. Now, a lot of it is done by mail. Have to uh, restrict it that way. But I can see Texas doing that. I can see other states doing that and simply saying, no, you cannot bring that pill into into our state, so this issue is not over. It's over for now. A so big fight, I think, is about to begin. Well, I'm sure all of you remember in the last month of the 2020 campaign that there was an article that appeared in the New York Post, and the article was about Hunter Biden's laptop. And there was a, you know, the the article caught a lot of people off base, as they like to say. And uh, remember, Twitter. People to comment on it or to, to post about this article. Facebook did the same, but then they eventually reversed uh, that decision. And then there was a letter that was published and the letter was supposedly experts who were saying that this thing had all their, uh, had all the makings of Russian disinformation, meaning the story about the laptop. In fact, you may also remember during the second debate which really was the better of the two debates for President Trump. During that debate, that President Trump was talking about this laptop and kept bringing it up, but then by, you know, candidate Joe Biden kept saying, well, you know, I've got uh, 50 experts who have said that uh, what he's accusing me of is Russian disinformation. I'm sure you remember that. Well, that turned out to be pretty big uh, in the sense that it happened in the last 30 days of the campaign. And in a very close election, who knows what would have happened if that letter had not been published or if the, let's say, Twitter or Facebook or even some of the media uh, had reacted differently to the New York Post article. Well, things have come around as they always do. We now believe, and uh, there's a, a great article today in the New York Post, and in fact, I have a article coming out about this on Saturday morning where we now believe that the whole thing was a setup, meaning that somebody went to these experts and said, look, we need a letter. We need a letter saying that this is disinformation, and we need a lot of you to it, to give it credibility. And uh, there is a fellow who is working for the Obama campaign who apparently has admitted this to the Congress. So you're going to see, you know, and apparently the person who was behind all of this was the man who is now. Secretary of State Tony Blinken. So this this thing is about to explode, I believe, here in the next couple of weeks, because if the Secretary of State, Mr. Blinken, has to appear before Congress, he's going to be put under oath and they're going to ask him, did you engineer this letter? Did you do this? Uh, what was your, your role in this whole thing? And he's going to have to answer. Now, he may decline to answer. He may decline to show up. That could also happen. But uh, the scandal is not going away. That much... Uh, That much I uh, I can tell you a couple of quick things. We have a podcast uh, that that is available this weekend in my blog and it's about uh, World War Two. And it's with our friend Barry Jacobson. And we recorded this a few years ago and it's about 1942. 1942 was probably the worst year of World War Two for the United States and for all the allies. And we have a, a very interesting summary of that year and that is available in my blog you can listen to it uh, over the weekend Uh, it's a little long but i think you'll enjoy you'll enjoy it a great deal and today april 21st we leave you with this on this day in history you got to go back to 753 bc in other words 750 c before christ for this uh, day in history but it was on this day that we believe the city of rome was founded now, there's a lot of legends, so we're probably not exactly sure that it was April 20, April 21st or even 753. But let's just say it's close enough that this is the day that people in Rome celebrate the birthday of their great city of Rome. So happy number, that would be 2000, I guess, uh, let's say 2023 plus 753, whatever that number is. Happy that number to the great city of Rome, one of the great cities, of course in world history. It was founded on this day, seventeen or 763 BC. Man, it's hard to say that. But 763 BC, uh, the great city of Rome was founded. Pretty sure that it was this day. Maybe a couple of days off, maybe a year off here and there. But they're pretty sure, all the historians. So happy birthday to the great uh, city of Rome. Um, again, one of the great cities. Uh, of the world. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.